0: Entreating for Others by Barbara Smith I was recently able to get a new computer, which is always exciting and a true blessing. As I was saving documents and pictures from the old to the new, I came across this article in the process. I do not know where I heard this or what missionary had told it, but it is thought-provoking and worth sharing. This short testimony is titled, 26 Guards. A missionary on furlough told this true story while visiting his home church in Michigan. While serving at a small field hospital in Africa, every two weeks I traveled by bicycle through the jungle to a nearby city for supplies. This was a journey of two days and required camping overnight at the halfway point. On one of these journeys, I arrived in the city where I planned to collect money from a bank, purchase medicine and supplies, and then begin my two-day journey back to the field hospital. Upon arrival in the city, I observed two men fighting, one of whom had been seriously injured. I treated him for his injuries and at the same time talked to him about the Lord Jesus Christ. I then traveled two days camping overnight and arrived home without incident. Two weeks later, I repeated my journey. Upon arriving in the city, I was approached by the young man I had treated. He told me that he had known I carried money and medicine. He said, Some of my friends and I followed you into the jungle, knowing you would camp overnight. We planned to kill you and take your money and drugs, but just as we were about to move into your camp, we saw that you were surrounded by twenty-six armed guards. At this I laughed and said that I was certainly all alone in the jungle campsite that night. The young man pressed the point, however, and said, No, sir, I was not the only one to see the guards. My five friends also saw them, and we all counted them. It was because of those guards that we were afraid and left you alone. At this point in the sermon, one of the men in the congregation jumped to his feet and interrupted the missionary and asked if he could tell them the exact day this happened. The missionary told the congregation the date, and the man who interrupted told his story. On the night of your incident in Africa, it was morning here and I was preparing to go play golf. I was about to putt when I felt the urge to pray for you. In fact, the urging of the Lord was so strong. I called the men from this church to meet with me here in the sanctuary to pray for you. Would all those men who met with me that day please stand up? The men who had met together to pray that day stood up. The missionary was not concerned with who they were. He was too busy counting how many men he saw. There were 26. This is not a a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. Being a missionary kid myself, we have heard many stories, or what we would denote as testimonies, of the same elk over the years. I am sure my family and I have been recipients of the blessings and protection of God because of the prayers of others for us. We will never know the extent of those provisions, but we know that God works in mysterious ways. He does not only operate in the physical realm, but His world in the spirit dictates to what will happen in the physical. As my husband often says, the two worlds are like parallel railroad tracks. They are both needed for the train to be able to keep moving forward safely to its destination. It does not matter how much the world changes. These kinds of miracles are still very much needed today. There are several words I would like to discuss and bring to the forefront, define and apply to our lives in the 21st century in this article. They are prayer, entreat, intercession, intervention, and supplication. Webster's Dictionary states that prayer is an address such as a petition to God, a set order of words used in a prayer, such as an earnest request, the act or practice of praying to God, a religious service consisting chiefly of prayers. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17 it simply tells us to pray without ceasing, and Romans 12.12 12 says rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. It is a practice that should become a constant and second nature in the life of the believer. Prayer is not meditation or mental affirmation of positive thoughts or scripture, but a conversation with God. Consider David's descriptive writing of prayer in Psalm fifty-five, seventeen: Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. And in Psalm 61, 1. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. And Psalm 64, 1. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. He was not only praying all the time, but he was earnest and loud and vocal about it. That is prayer. 1 John five fourteen through 15 states, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, According to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Again, prayer is communication. We ask, he hears, and answers us. An example would be if you go stand in front of your dad and just stare at him, you most likely would not get anything no matter how hard you meditate or think on what you are wanting. But if you say, Dad, can I please have a cookie? It is most likely a done deal, especially if, as I used to tell my daughters to do, if you bat your eyelids at Him. God loves us to ask Him for what we need. He loves to see that we need Him. Luke 12:32 tells us, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Webster's Dictionary defines the verb entreat as, to plead with, especially to persuade or ask urgently, for example, be entreated, he entreated his boss for another chance, or to make an earnest request, plead, negotiate, or intercede. Synonyms for entreat are to appeal, beg, beseech, besiege, implore, importune, petition, plead, pray, solicit, supplicate entreating is a form of prayer in Genesis 25:21 it says Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord was entreated of him and Rebekah his wife conceived Exodus 8 through 10 during the plagues Pharaoh was constantly asking Moses and Aaron to entreat the Lord for him to take the plagues away. However, when the Lord granted the petition, he did not listen to the Lord or keep his end of the bargain. Ruth and Naomi had quite a discussion regarding the future of the family after their husbands had died. You can imagine the appealing, imploring, and urgency in Ruth's voice when she made this statement in Ruth 1 verse 16. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, nor to return from following after thee, for whether you go I will go, and whether you lodge I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. She not only wanted to go with Naomi, but she had thought it through, and come to grips with the consequences of her actions, and had already made the decision. We must be careful when we say in prayer, Lord, whatever it takes. James states, because we do not know what tomorrow will bring, we ought to pray, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Deuteronomy twenty-three twenty-one tells us, when thou shalt a vow unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt not slack to pay it, for the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it would be sin in thee. We can entreat the Lord and plead to God, however we should be careful at trying to make bargains with Him. His word never changes, and He takes our word very seriously. However, God is a loving Father, and He wants to give us what we need. Just ask with a pure heart in earnest. James 3.17 states, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. God even answers our requests when we entreat him for deliverance from things that were self-inflicted. 1 Kings thirteen six is an example of this. The king answered and said unto the man of God, Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God, and pray for me that my hand may be restored to me again. And the man of God besought the Lord, and the king's hand was restored him again, and it became as it was before. The king was in this predicament due to his own disobedience, but God had mercy on him when he was approached with the request. God is faithful to hear us when we call upon his name. The definition of intercession by Webster is the act of interceding, prayer, petition, or entreating in favor of another. Here we see sincere, earnest, beseeching prayer once again, but on the behalf of someone else's salvation and protection whether it be from sin sickness or harm isaiah fifty three one through twelve is too wonderful not to share this is a prophecy of jesus the messiah who hath believed our report to whom is the arm of the lord revealed for he shall grow up him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground he hath no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken, and he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering of sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied, and by knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death and He was numbered with the transgressors, and He bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus has become our mediator because of this, and makes intercession for us because He shed His blood in our stead. 1 Timothy 2, 5 states, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Romans 8:26 through 27 and verse 34 tell us, Likewise the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died, yea rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. We plead for the cause of others, but the answer comes because of the price that Jesus paid on the cross of Calvary for our healing, salvation, or any specific event, or for our protection. Hebrews seven twenty-five states, Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by Him, seeing He ever lives to make intercession for them. Just as the testimony in the beginning of this article about the 26 guards, Jesus does not have to be physically present to work the miracle. Let's see the example of this while Jesus was on the earth. In Matthew 8 verses 5 through 10, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. The two ingredients in this recipe were asking and faith. We must include the story of Abraham interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah, He was doing so because he had loved ones, a.k.a. his nephew Lot and his family there. This interceding session became a negotiation with God, which God allowed to the point where Abraham stopped. If he would have continued down to one righteous soul, would the cities have been saved? We will never know the answer to that, at least not on this side of heaven. However, he stopped at ten righteous we read this in genesis eighteen verses twenty through thirty three and the lord said because the cry of sodom and gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous i will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which is come unto me and if not i will know and the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Preadventure there be fifty within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Preadventure there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Wilt thou destroy all the city for the lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. And he spoke unto him yet again, and said, Peradventure there should be forty found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, Oh let not the Lord be angry and I will speak. Preadventure there shall be thirty found there. And he said I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold now I have taken it upon myself unto the Lord to speak. Preadventure there shall be twenty found there, and he said, I will not destroy it for twenty sake. And he said, Oh let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak it but once. Preadventure ten shall be there, and he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. Note they were communing, they were talking. Also keep in mind that Abraham, while he was pleading, he was interceding, which means he was asking a favor earnestly on the behalf of another, yet he did not make any rash or foolish vows or bargains. Webster defines intervention as the act or instance of intervening, the intervention of divine providence, the act of intervening especially of a condition or process as to prevent harm or improve functioning, an occurrence in which a person with a problem such as a drug addiction is confronted by a group as of friends or family members whose purpose is to compel the person to acknowledge and deal with their problem. In second kings six eleven through seventeen, there was a war that was raging. There were the Syrians and the Israelites, there were spies, there was intrigue, intelligence ops, and fear of captivity, but there was also the man of God, Elisha. Therefore, it says, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing, and he called his servant and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you are saying in your bedchamber and he said, Go and spy out where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them and Elisha prayed and said Lord I pray thee open his eyes that he may see and the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and beheld the mountain full of horses and chariots of fire around about Elisha Elisha prayed for an intervention for his servant and God answered there is a healing that comes from intervention and interaction between the people of God. James 5:16 admonishes us, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. No one can forgive you but God, but he has given us one another to lean on and rely on for strength, comfort, and healing. Matthew 26:41 says watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak god is our creator he knows our weaknesses psalms 103 verse 14 tells us for he knows our frame he remembers that we are but dust romans 12:48 through 8 says For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every member one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorts on exhortation, He that giveth, let him do it simply. He that rules, rule with diligence. He that shows mercy, show it with cheerfulness. Just as we take care of ourselves, we must take care of others, because we are all part of one body. We take intervention measures for ourselves, therefore we should intervene on the behalf of others as well. With Christian love, through intercessory prayer, we will thereby be practicing self-care also. The definition of supplication by Webster is to make a humble entreaty, especially a prayer to God to ask humbly and earnestly. Synonyms for supplicate are appeal, beg, beseech, besiege, conjure, entreat, implore, importune, petition, plead, pray, solicit. As you can see, this is remarkably close to the other words we have already defined but with one difference. The addition to the equation is humility. God wants us to humbly seek Him and build ourselves up first. Jude one twenty tells us, but ye beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. We can then in turn make supplications aka humble petitions for our leaders thereby facilitating the second related aspect to the scripture, which is to live a peaceable life. First Timothy 2 verses 2 through 4 state, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Then we can pray for each other, humbly entreating Him for all the saints. Ephesians 6.18, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Finally, We must humble ourselves and pray for our land. In 2nd Chronicles 7 verse 14, God makes this promise. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. We see that prayer is communication through the means of entreating, interceding, intervening, and supplication. We know He hears us and will answer us. Let us not be selfish. Let us entreat on the behalf of others who are in need and listen to the Spirit if He draws us to intercede for others. We might just be able to have our own 26 guards testimony like the missionary that we can share with others to build them up in their most holy faith. We may be instrumental in saving someone's life whether physically, emotionally, spiritually, or all of the above. We must humble ourselves and pray and entreat the Lord for others. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.